Welcome to Ball Court, the world of basketball, and I am Coach Drew, and the world may be reopening. Stay with me, right here on Ball Court. Yes, welcome. Ball Court is here. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball, and I must tell you, this is the quarantine edition. And I know that everybody's like, man, how come there's still quarantine additions? Because yes, we're still inside, but there could be some light in the end of the tunnel. I'm telling you, the horizon is looking beautiful, people. Yes, the NBA is gonna slowly start to reopen their practice facilities. This is a good look. This is a good thing, very good thing. But there will be some, there'll be some stipulations in which they're going to be opening those. See, they get, they has informed all 30 teams that practice facilities can open as of May 8th. So if you are watching this, that means your practice facility in your local team or your nearby team has been reopened. Yes, it has. And we are all extremely happy. Now, they're no longer going to be subject to restrictions. So this is something that we're going to be, that's, that is kind of moving in a positive direction into what's going to be the future of the NBA. Now, there's going to be no more than four players will be permitted at the facility at any one time. Okay, so it's not going to be like a full five on five. It's going to be kind of, well, kind of more like uh, the voluntary practices that they have over the summer where one or two players are coming in along with a trainer, but a trainer is going to have masks and gloves and things of that nature. Now, the NBA Players Association Executive Director, uh, Michelle Roberts, and the NBA and Commissioner Adam, Adam Silver will hold a call for all players. They held that call on Friday. Now, that information that's going to come about from that call has not been released as of yet. But the positive news is, is that these, that the facilities are starting to open back up. As a matter of fact, Kevin, uh, Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a pretty good, he's a pretty good shooter and rebounder, just in case. You know, he came out of UCLA. Yeah, West Coast. Anyway, uh, Kevin Love actually, you know, visited the facility, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know. Just like a lot of other people, they were eager to get back in there. And he went back in there and he said it felt kind of, it felt kind of weird. You know, it, 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 he was actually shooting around along with his assistant coach and his assistant coach had on a mask and glove. So it, 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 it wasn't as uh, pure as, they, as it would uh, back in the days. Not exactly the same way, but it's somewhat possibly the new norm for right now and that is a bright side to things now another positive that's actually coming about this is that now um they're going to be able they're going to have some testing plans emerging right now to start testing players that are non-symptomatic so this is good because that means um they're going to start that journey in order to bring basketball back and make sure that it's going to be back on a large scale now with this, you know, of course, one of the leaders that started off was the Orlando Magic with the Orange County Department of 
Health Authorization. The NBA has advised that the Magic um, is able to start testing their, to get their players tested. So that's awesome. Now the Lakers and the Clippers actually followed suit because the mayor of LA decided and in same fashion that they're going to make sure everybody's able to be tested. Okay, at no cost. So this is awesome. So well, one of the steps to help eradicate it is to make sure that they're going to limit the spread. So with, uh, with more people tested, this way basketball has a better chance at coming back. And I am super excited about that. I know you are. I know you are. I'm telling you. I've, I, I've been, I'm here, we're doing our thing, we're practicing social distancing and all, but man, I'm dying to be back out there playing again. All right? Now, let's go ahead and jump over to the ladies, 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 ladies. First, I have to talk about my team. Yes, as you can clearly see, one of my coaching shirts that I'm wearing today is my actual Vegas Light shirt. I am a coach here in Vegas, you know, a huge fan of the Vegas sports teams, the Golden Knights, are wonderful, Las Vegas Aces. So, the news that... Uh, Jisoo Park will not be returning to the Aces for the 2020 season. I was kind of saddened by that. Um, she wasn't, I'm not going to say that she was like a, a star player, but she was a key part, a key role player in uh, the success of that team. So with her not being back and choosing to remain overseas, it's something that we're going to have to really look into on how we're going to re- retool the team from that side, from that point of view. Now, I understand that the Las Vegas Aces do have a couple of tricks up their sleeves, if you will, an ace or two. So I definitely do believe that we'll, they'll be back on pace, you know, but I know they're going to have to retool the roster a little bit because uh, Jisoo Park, I, I must say that she fit in with that roster so well. So it's, it's going to be something that... We're going to have to just retool. Now, I know some of you young ballers out there have been staying in shape, especially some of you lady ballers have been shooting around, doing your dribbling drills, and doing whatever you have to do. But this story is an actual story that warms my heart, you know? And I was, I was extremely happy to hear about this when I actually uh, first, when I first read the story, all right? Because uh, this story is not like any story that I've heard before. This is a 94-year-old. Uh, Glenn Larson, uh, playing out of San Diego for the San Diego uh, Splash. This is a, uh, a, 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 an over-80s league that I was playing. Now, during this time, uh, most people would have sat down and sat out and said, hey, you know what? It's time to hang it up, but not her. She didn't sit down. She didn't get lazy. She didn't start to get, she didn't decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to get Fortnite body. She stayed in the gym. Not in the gym, but she stayed at home. She practiced her dribbling. According to her own words, practicing going between the legs and everything. Keeping up with that. The reason why I bring this up is because a lot of us make excuses about the challenges that we face every single day and why we cannot be the best player that we can possibly be. Now, at the age of 80, never playing organized sports because when she was younger and during her scholastic time, 
women weren't able to play sports. And she is still able to find that desire to play, even at this age, is phenomenal to me. Because most people are given that opportunity to play in these uh, fields and play high school sports. And at this time, during the pandemic, you stayed home and did nothing. And that boggles my mind. You have the opportunity that most people would have died for their whole life. As a matter of fact, I'm hearing of, uh, uh, of kids coming out saying, hey, you know, I didn't even shoot around. I didn't even practice. I know some NBA players. I heard of some NBA players that weren't even practicing. So this goes to show, when it's the love of the game at stake, nothing stops us. Not even father time, you know? So on that note, I want to go ahead and take a break. And I want y'all to stick around because there's going to be some more ball court. We got some more stories. What does the CBA hold in store for the NBA? Right here on ball court. Stick with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome back to Ball Court, the world of basketball. And I am Cole Drew, and that's exactly what this segment is, the world of basketball. As we take a look around the world of basketball, we want to know what things are being done to go ahead and bring basketball back for all of us, you know? Uh, The one league that we looked at the most was the Chinese Basketball Association. The reason we looked at the Chinese Basketball Association, that was the first major sporting association to shut down um, amidst the pandemic. Now, once they shut down, everybody else followed suit. They went into uh, containment just like everybody else, um, and they shut things down as well. And now, what ended up taking place on a whole new level and with a whole new mindset was we looked at them and was like, okay, when they open back up, we know that the NBA is going to open back up. Now, former NBA player, I'm going to go ahead and throw out her name. Let me, NBA heads, basketball heads, let me know if you remember, OJ Mayo. Actually, OJ Mayo, I know anybody who've heard of him last heard that he was playing in Taiwan, but amidst the whole pandemic and everything, of course, he left, he was going to leave Taiwan to come back to the U.S., with U.S. becoming the new epicenter, he chose not to do that and went to and chose to go to the CBA. CBA was supposed to start back up actually during this time in May. Once again, due to delays, it's now been pushed back to July. OJ Mayo is still over there because they don't know because they've been shutting their borders. So they don't know how easy it will be to get back in after he leaves. Now, we have many other um, U.S. athletes that are over there as well that are kind of in limbo because the season has not started back up. Now, we think to ourselves, how come, how, how has it not started back up when Taiwan and South Korea have baseball leagues that are actually starting back up? Now, albeit without, um, it's without fans, but still, those leagues are starting back up. 
Taiwan is actually even have a basketball league that's starting back up that we that we spoke about last time that FIBA is actually holding the individual rights for. So the thing that we look at is what is taking place in China that is actually preventing them. And how is this going to translate to the NBA? Because the Chinese Basketball Association, unlike the Taiwan super teams, will closely resemble what we would be looking at on a large scale as the NBA. Because we're comparing 30, it's not like with, with the uh, Taiwan super teams, we're comp comparing 30 teams to five teams. This would be a little bit more of an equal comparison when you look at the Chinese Basketball Association. So with them stalling out still, it leaves me a little bit wary for the future of what the NBA holds. But like we just reported in the earlier segment in the home cooking, they're opening back up practice facilities. So they are making steps. Things are rolling out. Different phases are going out throughout the country. And basketball, even though it's important to me and important to everyone else here, I guarantee you that it's not the number one thing on the minds of the politicians. So when we watch all across the country, we have to see where it's, or across the world, I'm sorry, we have to see where the, the leashes are being uh, uh, loosened a little bit in a way and what, what things are being done and what things are being put in place. So right now, the Chinese Basketball Association is in limbo. There is another delay, so it doesn't look like it's opening as of July. And with that being said, with that open, not opening as of July, there could be a possibility that we're not going to crown a 2020 NBA champion. Now, I know that many of talking heads, uh, such as myself, not myself actually, but talking heads like me, has actually spoke about that they're they're going to be doing things in a way to try and make sure that there's some kind of NBA champion that is crowned for 2020, but it's not going to be held in a traditional light of any other NBA champion. And with the way that we're looking at things at this moment, I have to say, I have to say, the Chinese Basketball Association really has actually, uh, has really shed a light onto what's, what possibly could take place. We could be calling an end to this season and looking forward to the next. All right? But with that said, let's go ahead and move on to this day in basketball history. All right? Now, as you know, in this day in basketball history, we always talk about something that took place within this day or this week as we discuss basketball. But we're going to talk about May 7th. May 7th, 1995. I call this segment, Reggie Ruins Dinner Plans. Let me go ahead and explain to you why I call it that. All right? Um, I was a young boy at the time. You know, um, as a matter of fact, I was in high school. I was coming of my own. You know, I think I was, I was on my sophomore year. It was coming to an end. I was about to, I was about to enter another birthday. My father decided he was going to make beautiful dinner plans at this great restaurant in New York called Nakisaki's. And we're gonna go there because Mother's Day was approaching and we are gonna take my mom out to Nakisaki's. Growing up as Knicks fans in 1995, going out, watching a Knicks game when you go out or going out right after the Knicks game was pretty much standard. 
You know, you don't you don't miss the Knicks game to go out. I don't care what the offense is. It it doesn't matter if it's a birth. They have to wait till after the Knicks game, or or they could be born prior to the Knicks game, but they couldn't be born during the Knicks game. So this game was going. We're getting ready to go out, and we're watching this game. And let me tell you, the Knicks are playing a phenomenal brand of basketball at this point in time. We're pretty much we're pretty much you know closing this game out. This was this was it. So fourth quarter, my mom's yelling, come on, get ready, get ready. We're trying to watch the television while getting ready. And I look up. There's only but a few seconds on the clock. Nine, nine or so, eight point something seconds, nine seconds on the clock. And a bad inbounds from John Starks happens. Then a missed free throw. Then three pointers. It was Reggie had eight points in eight seconds. Eight points in eight seconds. That was the quietest dinner we've ever had. The restaurant was quiet. My dad didn't speak one word. We all looked down in absolute astonishment. When we all collectively in New York had the same look on our face, thinking the same thing John Starks was thinking. Did this guy just, exactly. May 7th, 1995. The day Reggie Miller took the heart out of the garden and Spike Lee and every New Yorker watching. Ooh, that's a tough day, tough day. I still got tears from it, but I'm okay though, I'm okay. I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be stronger because of it. You know? So that's why I tell, that's why I coach my kids to play till the end. Because you never know. They may have a Reggie Miller. They may have a Reggie Miller over there. So let's go to the next segment, one of my favorite segments, as we talk about other things that's popping. I call it Shady or Genius. Yes. And on Shady or Genius, we're talking about something that has happened actually just a few days ago. On Thursday, um, the Greek uh, Giannis, Giannis Anathokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek Freak, actually uh, his account was hacked. So there was some tweets that were coming out that was extremely negative towards the Curry family, towards uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, uh, towards the Bucks, making statements that um, the only only time that if he doesn't drop sixty, they call him the N word and his N word that you know what I'm saying uh, about uh, Chris Middleton and his family and things of that nature. So it was a lot of disparaging remarks coming from that Twitter account. So apparently what had taken place, uh, Giannis Anatokounmpo is not, not only his Twitter account, but actually his, uh, his Twitter account, as well as others, so, a few other social media accounts, and his bank account was actually hacked. Yes, so somebody was able to get the password to it. He was able. 
able to regain control of that Twitter account and I'm assuming the other accounts as well. And um, he responded by saying that, you know, he apologizes for the stuff that was stated and he's deeply disgusted by that anyone could say any of those stuff regarding the Curry family as well as the Bryan family and of course the organization of the Bucks that he is extremely happy to be a part of. And don't get me wrong, I, I applaud the backtrack uh, because you could clearly see that the person who was writing this was obviously somebody uh, either a very intelligent 13-year-old because they were able to get into his account or they were just a per a savant in a way of hacking in but didn't do well in grammar didn't hit really high on the english part of SATs, because the the tweets were like very poorly uh, put together it was sadly presidential but but uh it was very poorly put together so with that being said it i have to say that it was absolute genius of uh, Giannis to get out in front of this and make sure that he uh, hit touch base with it and hit it right on, hit it head on. I didn't know it wasn't him. But I think on the part of the hacker, it was absolutely shady to even attempt it. And to go ahead and go as far as to make such outlandish comments, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Who believes you? Nobody's going to believe that it was really him. It's like, what are you doing? What are you even doing here? Like, where, where, where is hacking going now? You had access to his bank account, and he's worth millions, and you're tweeting. Either way, you're going to jail. So it's kind of like, what are you doing? You're, and you're tweeting poorly, too. What are you doing? Anyway, let's go ahead and jump on to the next segment. And that next segment, come on, it's time to get those shoulders going. It's Let's Kick It. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. Let's kick it. All right. All right. This next segment is called Let's Kick It, where we actually talk about some of the hottest things that has came out or is coming out over the next week. And I want to go ahead and put you on to one of my faves that's actually going to be coming out shortly. And I am actually looking forward to it. They've been doing very well over the five releases and I really enjoy them and that right there is going to be the dunks yes these are not just any dunks these are the SB Grateful Dead dunks. now if anybody uh, is of my generation listen to rock music they understand that the Grateful Dead has been one of the pivotal bands in rock music throughout history and to have a sneaker really dedicated that really brings out their style, I think that's absolutely amazing. When you take a closer look at it, when you see that blue trim at the bottom, the, the, the fringes, the fuzzy fringes of the green around it, it gives you kind of that Grinch feel, but with a little softer tone. I really dig this. I think this is going to be a great summer shoe. And I have to say that um, since color is in, that is definitely going to be one of the colors that you want to get into. This next shoe, honestly, I'd have to say is amazing. The, the shoe itself, the platform of the shoe, 
the Air Jordan 13s. If you haven't really been watching or paying attention, they actually won for uh, the greatest shoe of all time. And I'm not mad at that. I fully, I've, I, I'm fully backing that. I, I 100% go with that. And with this colorway of the Aurora Green, I think it is, it is absolutely splendid. I'm taking, I'm talking about when you take a look at the detail in this, the little tiny dots of pink. It's, it's something that you could wear, uh, you could wear that fresh with the whites. You could wear it nice with a pair of jeans and a pink shirt, ice cream shirt. Lyrical Lemonade shirt, either way, you're going to be popping for the summer with that. But that is definitely a summer fit. And the best news about that is that it was actually released just the, it's actually released on the um, 8th of May. So you could go ahead and cop that right now. So this way, when you step in out, coming out of the quarantine, you're looking fly. And this is one of those. This is one of those that you you're never gonna you're never gonna stop not liking. You're gonna be like, yeah, that one was that one was nice. Now, this one actually making a second appearance on the show, and that's kind of amazing because this is the one of the shoes that made a second appearance on this show within a two week period. So wow, the New Balance 327 with this brand new colorway here. Hands down, I can see this as the front runner for a sneaker for 2020. This is at least for the running sneaker of 2020. I think that this is one of those that is uh, head and shoulders above anybody else. You know, uh, I I gotta say this. I got I gotta say that if you're not if you're not out rocking those, man, this summer, I don't know what you're doing. You gotta at least have one pair of those in your closet. If, if nothing else, if nothing else. And also, in the Let's Kick It fashion, I got to go ahead and give a shout out, a special Let's Kick It shout out, because I had uh, one of my guys who listened, to the, who listened to the show came up to me, and he was telling me about one of the uh, sneakers from the show, and he was actually rocking them. Yes. Remember the other day when we came out, we were talking about the Ken Griffey SB Dunks? I got to give a shout out to my guy. Steven, a.k.a. P.H. Morrison. Yes, he was rocking those, man, and looking fly with them. And we saw you out there, you know, representing for everybody. We see you. The whole Let's Kick It family sees you, you know? So, uh, I, and I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. We're going to come back, and we're going to wrap things up right here on Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical, legal, education, funeral expenses, and more. Man, I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with me today right here at Ball Court. You know, this is the world of basketball. These are the times that we have to go ahead and express our happiness between each other. Stay healthy, stay active. I definitely want to go ahead and send a special thank you to CWN Sports. I got to go ahead and tell y'all, please go ahead and check out Let's Kick It. If you are not watching Let's Kick It, you are not up to date on the latest fashions. And... 
there's going to be some new things coming with Let's Kick It. So please stay up to date. Keep riding that wave. And I got Ball Court coming up. Check it out on Radio.com. Go subscribe. Subscribe to the Blitz. Malik and them, they're doing some big things over there. Please go ahead and subscribe and watch. Listen to the Sean Harvey Morning Show. If this is not something that is that you have a notification on your Facebook, I don't even know why you have Facebook. Be honest with you. I'm being 100% honest. That show is absolute fire. And they're funny. In quarantine or not, you can't hold their jokes down. You can't lock their jokes up. Their jokes stay open. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for hanging with me. I am Coach Drew. I want y'all to stay healthy. And check this out. I got my mask already and everything. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for watching. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.